Good morning. Good morning. It is that time to start the show. Come on in. It's Wednesday, December 9th already. Can you believe it? This month is almost uh, halfway through. I feel like it's almost gone in a weird way. Doesn't it? Got some interesting news to tell you about today. A couple interesting topics. A couple things to talk about. Uh, But a lot of people uh, have been sending links and helping me and this is you know very much in the adam curry no agenda style you guys uh, are producers of the show so you can help me determine what you want me to talk about what news there is to discuss what topics you want to discuss just by sending them in so i'm at dan benjamin uh, on twitter that is the best way i think to reach me uh or you can do it right here in the comments in the chat either way whatever you want to do i'm down for it so let's get started. Some uh, interesting news, something that's made me very happy, very personally very happy. And I believe that this is true. For Spider-Man 3, Alf- Alfred Molina is going to be returning as Doc Ock. I loved him. I loved the first three Spider-Man movies. Nah, I mean, the third one, I'm talking about Sam Raimi's movies. The third one, maybe not so much, but in general, I really did like these movies. And I loved this version of Otto Octavius. I loved it. I thought he was great. Now, I didn't necessarily love the way they handled the character, uh, that kind of thing. Hey, Joel. Um, But I loved him as Doc Ock. I thought he was perfect. So to see him maybe returning, uh, that's... That's pretty awesome. Excited about that one. Uh, okay, let's let's go to the next. I got a bunch of stuff to tell you guys about. Now, bummer news: the Ford Bronco is delayed because of COVID. Now, you know, I haven't talked about it a lot on um, on this show, but I really dig this Bronco. I love the older Broncos. I had my next door neighbor used to have uh, a perfectly restored, or maybe it was just perfect condition since the beginning. Um, but a, a wonderful Bronco, just like just an original one from the 60s, 70s. And um, I always wanted one of those. And then, they, of course, Ford came out and announced the new Bronco, but now it's going to be delayed. Yeah, we got to wait a little longer. So it says uh, here in this article, <clears throat> CNN Business, Ford had planned to make its first deliveries of the revived Ford Bronco in spring of next year, but they are now going to be doing it in the summer of 2021. Quote, our timing is due to COVID-related challenges our suppliers are experiencing. This is Ford spokesman Gian Cadiz. There are no production problems. They just want to be clear. It is not a production issue. It's just they just can't get the stuff from their suppliers. If they had it, they'd be able to put it together. Now, this is uh, some additional news. that They say that the delays do not affect the slightly smaller, less expensive version of the SUV, the Bronco Sport. Uh, which is already in production and is already showing up at dealerships, apparently. This is just the regular cool Bronco. I'm not going to say the sport's not cool, but I kind of think you want the original, the, I mean, the, the main Bronco. That's what that's what you want. I really want one of these things. I'm even considering maybe even trading it. I don't want the truck to hear me. I'm going to say this quietly. I'm, I'm even considering trading in the truck for the Bronco. All right, this next article... Uh, okay, they, they want me to log in, but I was able to dismiss the alert. I honestly think, let me just let me just tell you this. If I'm 
sharing an article on a website, like in this case, The Independent, um, they should be paying me. That's why I shouldn't be paying them to share their article. I think they should be paying me because you're going to see this article. You're going to click the link. You're going to go there. And uh, we'll see. Oh, uh, Matt in the chat says, I'm looking forward to how they're going to do this new movie. He's talking about Spider-Man. I really, the rumors that it's going to be a multiverse. So for those of you who don't know about Marvel Comics or the multiverse in general or haven't been keeping up with the different Spider-Man films, in, uh, in Marvel continuity, the main Marvel universe is uh, the called the 616. They have these numbers that they assign to all the different universes. So in each different universe in the Marvel continuity, there is a universe much like ours, but there will be subtle differences. In some of those universes, some of the characters are different people. You might have a universe where, for example, Spider-Man is actually... Uh, Gwen Stacy instead of Peter Parker. So that's why you get Spider-Gwen. That's a good example of these multiverses. Now, those aren't the only things that would be different in that universe. Different villains might be different people, too. Um, you know, maybe the spider bit two people instead of just one. Anyway, that's there's all of these different continuities. But they've done a lot to include... Every, so, in other words, every Marvel cartoon that you've ever seen, every comic that you've ever read, every TV show that they've ever made, every movie that they've ever made, these all exist simultaneously and they're all canon. They're all real um, in the universe, in these universes, but uh, they are they are separate. So if you grew up like me watching like the Spider Friends, right, with um, where you had like uh, well, uh, Peter Parker but you, you also had Iceman and you had, uh, what, what was Firestar? Is that the name of the, the girl? And then they lived with Aunt May. Like all three of them, I think, lived with Aunt May. And Aunt May had a little dog. Like that universe, that exists in the, in the concept of Marvel. So they actually can pull. So the theory of this multiverse theory is that in this new movie, we're going to get to see Andrew Garfield as well as uh, Tom... Uh, the current guy playing Spider-Man, now I can't remember his last name all of a sudden, as well as maybe Tobey Maguire even. Maybe that's, you know, so anyway, we're getting these different uh, connections and maybe all three actors who played Spider-Man in recent memory will be different versions of Spider-Man coming in from the multiverse. Could be interesting. I'm interested to hear about it. Okay, let me go back to the news here. And in the Independent... <clears throat> This is just, uh, I, I love this. They're saying that the UFO sighting, what they thought were alien spaceships aboard the ISS, maybe just Russian urine. Russian urine. British astronaut Tim Peake has recalled the moment he thought he saw a UFO in space during his time aboard the ISS. A major peak became the first British astronaut to join the ISS. Great. While he was on board, he saw, quote, three lights moving in formation before they were joined by a fourth. We were perplexed until we realized that what we thought were the faraway lights of alien spaceships were actually very close, small droplets. Mm -hmm. What was happening was liquid leaking out of a Russian probe vehicle, crystallizing instantly and reflecting the light. What we were seeing was Russian urine. Uh-huh. Now, here's the interesting thing about this is the first thing that they assumed it was, was Russian urine. I mean, was UFOs, not Russian urine. They, their first instinct is to say, oh, that's a UFO. But that just shows you where we are uh, today. And I think that's important and worth noting. Okay. Somebody, for some reason, 
uh, has. Oh, hold on, it's too too soon, too soon, too soon. Uh, I'm just gonna show you this. You know what? I'm just gonna show you this video without comment. I'm just gonna play it. Okay. <laughs> Next story. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Here's here's a little bit more. Just some follow up on the last story in the notes for today, which is at uh, dbl.fireside.fm, and I think it's slash thirteen. It says Andrew Garfield will be reportedly returning as Spider Man for this new Spider Man three. So that just further substantiates. A lot of people sent me that. Um, further substantiates my theory. Uh, Tom Holland. Thank you, friends. Tom Holland. I almost said Tom Hardy, which is not correct. He is Venom in the Sony part of it, which I guess would be another multiverse thing. Howard Stern has extended his SiriusXM radio deal for five more years. Uh, let's see if there's any details in here. It doesn't quite say how much um, how much he's going to make in this deal. Nobody cares anymore. But it's interesting because, you know, Howard Stern has always been a big believer in radio and has been almost, I don't want to say he's been anti-podcasting. He just hasn't been into podcasting. He's mainly focused on the radio. And he says, 15 years ago, I joined SiriusXM, a fledgling group of broadcasters. I had been in a toxic relationship with terrestrial radio. And no matter how well I treated the medium, no matter how successful I made them, they abused me. Going to SiriusXM liberated me. I feel like Tina Turner freeing myself from Ike, said Stern, who announced the news on his show Tuesday. And despite the naysayers and the ridicule, we've persevered and are thriving. I've been proven right about satellite radio over and over again. With this contract renewal, I can't wait to see what else I'll be right about. <laughs> Certainly, I have a lot more to say about Metamucil crackers and stepmom porn. Plus, now that I can work from home, I simply don't have an excuse to quit. And that's what he's been doing. He's basically been doing this all from home. He wakes up, he walks into the other room, he sits down, he broadcasts, and it's all satellites, all linked up over the internet, everything else. And, uh, and so he's continuing to do his show that way. And why not? Um, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to interfere with the show, and I, I think it's great. I actually think that's probably better in a lot of ways than what's going on in the podcast space with Spotify trying to own everything. Now, I don't dislike Spotify. I just want to go on record and say I think Spotify is just fine. They're great. Um, they're making really smart moves in the podcast space. But there are a lot of people who are against what Spotify is doing by trying to create essentially a paywall for the content of podcasts. But here's, here's the issue. If all Spotify was doing was putting out their own podcasts, if they were going out to stars, celebrities, talent, and saying, hey, we want you to be on Spotify with an exclusive show, I think people would be just fine with that. Here's a new show on Spotify. And they are doing this, by the way. They are doing this. However, they're also approaching people who have existing audiences and existing shows and taking them exclusive, Joe Rogan being the biggest uh, example of this. And now the Joe Rogan website points to Spotify. So this makes people upset because up until now, you could just go and listen to Joe Rogan. And if you wanted to support him, you would buy the products that he advertises. There's other ways to support him. Now, the only way to get the show is to go to Spotify. 
You have to go to Spotify, you have to pay, and you listen there. And that's what people don't like. It's not that Spotify has introduced new content. It's that they've taken something that was free and available and a podcast and turned it into something else. And we need a different name for those kinds of things, don't we? A paid cast? I don't know. Um, so just my two cents on that issue. Now, this is something that I'm very excited about. 1965's King Seiko watch returns to celebrate 140 years of top shelf watchmaking. King Seiko uh, it was one of the coolest watches that Seiko ever ever made. Uh, and this watch, if you're if you're lucky enough to be watching aha, this video, you can see, and I'll show you some additional photos of it here. This is the definitive Seiko for me. It's it's the best Seiko that they've ever made. It is the coolest Seiko that they've ever made, and they're bringing it back. Um, you can buy these sort of in vintage condition uh, and uh, and restored condition, but to be able to get a new one with all of the new technology, but then a faithful reproduction of this beautiful watch, man, that's awesome. But unfortunately, um, it well, it's very slim, almost as slim as the original. It has a new date window. Um, but in every other way, it's, it's just like the original, it's a 1965 reproduction, but here's the thing. It's coming out in January. And as usual with the things that Seiko does like this, there's only going to be 3000 of these made, which means I probably won't get one, but they don't tell you how expensive this thing is going to be. They don't, they don't tell you that they have it on their website here and they've got a few different pictures of what it's going to look like. Uh, it's limited to 3000 pieces. Uh, you know, they show you all the specifications and everything else about it. Uh, they just don't, they don't tell you what the price is going to be. And they haven't given an actual release date yet. So it's unlikely that I'll be lucky enough to get one of these. But man, would I love to get this thing. Oh, uh, back in the, um, in the truck space for just a second, there is a new Ford. Okay, hold on. Pause for a second. The most, is this still right? I need a fact check from y'all. But I believe that the Ford F-150 truck is the most popular vehicle for sure in the country. But I've heard the world. Somebody fact check this for me, but I'm pretty sure it's it, this is true. Is that the Ford F-150 is the most popular vehicle. I own one of these things. And they have just announced a new one for 2021. There's a lot of changes and redesigns and stuff. But... Ford is actually going to stop making almost all of their other vehicles. They're still making the Bronco, like they said. They're, but their focus now is like they're making the Mustang, they're making the F-150, and they're making a couple. But that's it. They're like scaling everything back because they're like, it just, this is our, this is what people want. Well, now they've announced, or they haven't announced, but there have been more pictures of something called the Ford Maverick. It's a compact pickup truck. They have uh, one of these disguised prototype photos where you can't see what it is. They put all kinds of weird patterns over it so that people can't tell. But there's also uh, some like leaks of the, the bare metal version of it that are out in the world. Uh, but basically what they're saying is it's probably going to be the same engine that's in the new Bronco Sport that's out, which is like a 1.5 liter turbocharged three-cylinder and a 2.0 liter turbocharged uh, four-cylinder. Uh, they've announced that there is this vehicle, but they haven't confirmed it. But anyway, this thing is coming out and I wonder what it'll be like. I wonder if people will get excited about this thing because the Ford F-150, and I can tell you this from driving this for a, a couple of years, 
it is a big vehicle. And uh, if you want to park in a parking garage with this thing, yeah, there's a little bit of a, of a challenge. I wanted to have uh, some news here in the podcast space. Um, they have, uh, this is an article on a site called Pacific Content, uh, 14 podcast predictions for 2021 from industry leaders. Am I an industry leader? I guess I'm not, even though I've been doing this full-time since 2008. I've done over 30 shows and th- tens of thousands, thousands of episodes, tens of thousands of hours. I'm not, and because they didn't ask me about any of this. But that's because um, I haven't had any of my stuff acquired yet, and so um, Wall Street doesn't know about me. Uh, so here's one. They predict that ad revenues will hit a billion dollars in the U.S., uh, that's uh, Hernan Lopez, founder and CEO of Wondery. My buddy Dave over at Chartable.com, he says, you know what's cool? $1 billion. Podcast ad revenues will finally surpass the $1 billion watermark in the U.S. by the time the IAB study arrives mid-year with no ceiling in sight. Dave is a good guy. Hi, Dave. Um, two, consolidation continues at a rapid pace. Major platforms and publishers grow even more powerful. This is true. We're just talking about with Spotify. I'm not going to read all of these, but I'll read a few more. Spotify continues its ascent. Amazon becomes a major player in the platform wars, and Apple asserts itself. I would love to see Apple assert itself. If it wasn't for Apple, we wouldn't even have podcasting like it is today. The introduction of podcast support into iTunes way back in the day changed the entire game. I'm not saying someone else wouldn't have done it. It might have happened, but without Apple getting behind it and uh, and all the support that they get, we just would not be where we are right now. I think it'll be interesting to see Apple wake up and uh, and and do something about it. You know, they hired uh, Radio Public's Jake Shapiro recently and talks about that in this article as well. Um, so, you know, that that will be interesting. I think we're going to see something. They talk a lot about indie power, um, newcomers to podcasting who want to take advantage of downtime during the pandemic to launch a podcast. That's not why. Uh, podcasters, um, they're building their communities, they're growing their audience. I think all of that's great. I love to see all of that happen. Uh, but I feel like we're going to see a split in the podcast space. We're going to see independent podcasting move in one direction and what I'll call corporate podcasting move off in the other direction. I'll talk about this more later, but you're going to see a huge division in the space. Mark my words on that. Uh, Let's see. I'll read one more. Legacy latecomers finally hop on the bandwagon. They say that uh, legacy media companies who aren't yet exploring audio will have podcasts by the end of 2021. They will. And I see more and more people kind of saying, oh, we're going to we're going to help you build your podcast. We're going to we're going to help you. So the people might come to someone like me and say, how do we get into the podcast space? And so, you know, to be able to offer consulting services about that, that's going to be interesting. Um, Be very curious to see what happens there. But anyway, this is a good article. If you're interested in podcasting, I recommend that you, uh, you go and read that. Um, you've heard about these new, uh, vaccines for COVID coming out, right? And everybody says, Oh, you're going to, you're going to get one. I have someone asked me every day if I'm going to get vaccinated. And, and, you know, I, my take has been, let's see how people react to these vaccines if there are side effects and other things like that i don't want to be the first person to get this vaccination in my town and i won't have to be there'll be other people who will want it more than me but it's going to be very interesting because 
you know, the science of vaccines is uh, an old science at this point. Uh, we, we know what we're doing with vaccines for the most part, but you won't really know what kind of side effects are going to come until it's out and a lot of people have gotten it, right? So right now, the main people who are getting it are like first responders. Well, that's what this article in CNN is all about. And there's an, they're saying there's an allergy warning for the Pfizer uh, BioNTech vaccine. Is that how I say it? After UK health workers with allergy history are suffering some reactions. So here's the quote. This comes out of CNN from London. People with a significant history of allergic reactions should not be given the Pfizer BioNTech coronavirus vaccine. They say this is precautionary advice given after um, there were some people who experienced symptoms, responded adversely following their shots. Uh, it says they both carried an adrenaline auto-injector and had a history of allergic reactions, developed symptoms of anaphylactoid reactions after receiving the vaccine. As is common with new vaccines, the MHRA, which stands for Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, have advised on a precautionary basis that people with significant history of allergic reactions did not receive this vaccine after two people with a history of significant allergic reactions responded adversely yesterday. Now, and both are recovering well, though. Okay, so what does this mean? Let me explain what this means for you. They're saying that these people who are already prone to having adverse reactions, allergic reactions to stuff, had adverse reactions to this vaccination. Interesting, right? What does it mean, though? In the pivotal phase three clinical trial, this vaccine was generally well tolerated with no serious safety concerns reported by the Independent Data Monitoring Committee. So let me break this down for you a little bit more. I am not allergic to peanuts, not allergic to milk. I know people who, if they're in the same room with a peanut, will have an adverse reaction. And I know someone who, if they drink milk, will die. They will straight up, legit, drop dead and die if, uh, if they drink milk. Okay. That kind of sucks, right? Yeah, it does suck. But... How many people will die if they drink milk? I, I don't know. Someone can fact check this if you're interested. But I've got, a, I've got a, um, a hunch that most people won't die if they drink milk. Now, even those who are lactose intolerant, they might get sick. We don't use the word tummy on the show, but they might get a tummy ache. Uh, they might have worse. But they're not going to die if they're lactose intolerant. They'll just feel really horrible for a while. But there are people who will die. But you don't know how many people will have that reaction, right? If you were to ask you around, ask your friends, you probably don't know anybody or you might know one person whose kid has that milk reaction, maybe. It's not typical. It's not common. But it's not like they get a little sick. They die if they drink the milk. So what does that mean in situations like this? Should you assume that any vaccine is going to work for 100% of the people? No, because everybody's a little bit different. Vaccine-related injuries do happen, unfortunately. They do. Vaccine reactions, allergic reactions, do happen. And we don't know yet what percentage of people are going to react to the vaccine. It's concerning. It's concerning that the first people 
getting it in the UK, are, they're already seeing these reactions. Now, it was with people who maybe kind of had like pre-existing allergic reactions. Okay. So what if you don't know if you have a reaction to the kind of thing yet? All I'm saying is it's important that we figure this out because we need this vaccine. Uh, there are a lot of people who really, really want it and need, and need it and should get it. Uh, but then there's a concern. What happens if you take it and you have a reaction? Both of them are recovering fine. What does that mean, though? That's the only thing is it's an unknown. But I hope they work this out because I know a lot of people that are really ready to get this thing and who need it. A little bit of follow-up. I think this was yesterday. Uh, maybe it was the day before. We were talking about the former Israeli space security chief talking about extraterrestrials being real. Well, the update is he's saying Trump knows about it. Uh, and and there's more to this story. He says, uh, well, one thing he says is that um, that they're interested in humanity. They want to understand the secrets of the universe. They apparently want humanity to help them with that. And um, we talked about the underground base in Mars. And he says there is an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They have a signed contract to do experiments here. Remember, we talked about that, but here's what he added. He said that um, Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrial's existence and had been, quote, on the verge of revealing the information, but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. That's kind of interesting to me. Um, and apparently all the presidents know this stuff. All the presidents are told uh, or can find out about the aliens and what they're doing and what the story really is, but then they can't tell it. And I, I want, if, if you're, if you can help me with this, I'll send you a mug, but there is a wonderful collection uh, of videos. It's on YouTube and it's one guy who took all of the different, because periodically on the tonight show, um, the presidents would come on and uh, Jimmy would ask them, uh, tell me about the aliens. I want to know about the aliens. And he analyzed their body language as each of them responds. So he would have their baseline of how they acted and how they responded, how they sat in the chair before they were asked this question. And then when they were asked this question, they would change. You would see the presidents gripping the chair, white knuckling the chair, or not moving as much, becoming very stiff, having, you know, there's a video on this, it collects all these together on YouTube. Please help me find it. Whoever does gets a mug. That is all the news that I have for today. Is there anything else if you're on? I can't see your Periscope comments yet. I'm working on that. But I actually had a little way to embed the chat. Let's see if, see, I can embed the chat. I can embed the YouTube chat right here in the video. Pretty cool, huh? But in order to do that, I need you all to show up in the chat and make it worth looking at. Otherwise, it's just five people saying Tom Holland. So join me live when I do the show. You can go to youtube.com slash Dan Benjamin. Just click the little notification there. You'll get an alert. You can follow me on Twitter where I tweet about it. And uh, Periscope also comes out uh, with an alert when I do the show. If this even worked, if it even went live on, uh, on, on Periscope. Uh, the sack maniac says I showed up late. Well, you're not late. I usually do the show at a very different time. Uh, I'm, I've started the show an hour almost or like 45 minutes earlier than usual. So you didn't, it's not your fault. It's my fault. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But that is all that I have for today. I have given you almost 30 minutes. I would do a much longer show and I plan on doing longer shows, 
when more of y'all show up for the live because it's fun live. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, Adam Barber 100 says, if there are aliens and nominate Dan to be our ambassador, I'm working hard on their show out there. Uh, this is a show I've wanted to do for a long time and I'm working very hard on it. I'm working with uh, somebody who's amazing to do some of the show art. I'm in the process of getting some guests lined up, including Richard Dolan, who is at the top of my list. He has no idea who I am yet, but he'll know as soon as I start interviewing him because he'll be on my show. That's how it's going to work. But that's it. That's all I've got. So uh, please subscribe and hit the little button and... Uh, I certainly appreciate y'all listening. And that's all I've got for you today. I can even do some outro music. Let's try this as an experiment. I think it's like 30 seconds of outro music. So we'll let this play and uh, see y'all next time. Have a good one. <laughs>